This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We've got some big things to talk about this week, some controversial topics. We've got two movies that we're going to be sharing our thoughts on, and of course, a fun last segment. So without further ado, of course, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Andres Gallego and Nancy Rodriguez. Andres is a little bit uh, <laughs> worse for wear because he's been looking after some dogs. He's a little bit tired. He's in recovery mode. So, if, you know, uh, if his voice sounds a little bit raspy, a little bit deeper today, a little bit tiresome, uh, just just know why. I mean, how I, are you feeling? Are you in recovery? Do you feel better? Yeah. Okay. That about sums it up. <laughs> Nancy, how are you today? I am really fucking tired, but doing wow. better than Andres. <laughs> All right. Okay. At least, at least there's like a little. There's levels to this. You know, we're not yeah. all super fucking tired. If, if if I if I had if I had that talking that that talk boy from uh, Home Alone two, I'd just be like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, so you just don't want to answer at all. Got it. Okay. All right. It's fine. We can keep your segment brief. You know, <laughs> I feel like Nancy and I will be totally fine with that. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> jumping into the first topic today which has been like the biggest piece of news that has absolutely come out in the past couple weeks it's a big controversial decision that was made warner brothers discovery now that warner brothers is partnering with discovery has made a very interesting decision to absolutely cancel the upcoming batgirl film starring leslie grace and brendan frazier from the directors of bad boys for life and you know who also directed a couple episodes of miss marvel the movie is not getting a theatrical release it's not hitting any sort of streaming platform like hbo max it is just completely dead which shocked fans shocked comic book fans and movie fans alike there's been tons of you know controversy stemming from this piece of news obviously everyone's got a different opinion most of these opinions tend to lean towards the negative end of the spectrum obviously and we definitely have our own opinions here so i'm going to start with nancy what did you think initially when you first heard that this movie is not only dead but we're just not going to see it period yeah, it's just so weird, and I feel like it's unprecedented to be like, mm, we're in post-production, we did plan on, you know, having this release, but mm, never mind, no one's going to see the light of day. Like, yeah. it's, it's not happening. Um, I also feel like this is why, sorry, Andres, you should have a platform for stream like you should have streaming movies streaming movies are piece of shit movies mm -hmm. they have value and i think that is just getting overlooked streaming movies are good they can be good and i think that it's just i know i'm sure that's not the only reason is that it's straight to streaming but i'm sure it has something to do with it and what it sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong the reason that they're giving is because it's essentially going to clear some debts is from what yeah, I understood. So they're going to use it as like a tax write-off. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Right. Which that's means that they thing. believe it wouldn't get enough in return for when they release it. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's kind of like in football terms where they release a really good player because then that gives them a bunch more money to like spend elsewhere. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, you don't know the future of what you have coming out. Is that even going to be good enough to you know move forward with and make all this money you don't know it's like you might as well release this and i'm sure the other reason was that supposedly it wasn't getting a lot of good reviews when they were testing it with people mm -hmm. but as we have maybe learned is that uh doesn't always mean that the movie's going to be crap yep. just because it's not finished and people are seeing it so it's just such a bizarre a bizarre situation that's also leaking into other things getting rid of you know other streaming movies that are on there um this whole you know new discovery thing that's happening it's just a weird it's a weird precedent to set moving forward for that company so yeah i'm sad also yeah. brendan fraser yeah, poor no. guy he we were all cheering we we're all cheering for brendan yeah. fraser to make a comeback and now it's just like we're not we're not gonna see it so fucking pissed I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you don't. But I hope this movie. exactly. I hope this means though that there, someone else is going to put him in something because everyone. I feel like everyone was very excited for Brendan Fraser and of course Michael Keaton 
to come back as Batman, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're not even get to see that. So it's, I don't know, it's just shitty. And it's also like, again, just setting a weird precedent for that uh, that company. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, how about you, Andres? Andres? Once we wake oh. you up from your coma. <laughs> well, one of, one of the big things about this in particular is that this was so shocking because it's never happened where this far into production, no company has ever decided to just go, you know what? We're not we're not going to release a single bit of footage for this. And not only are we not going to release anything for it, but the reason that we're not releasing it is because of really bad test screenings. And they all kept saying really bad test screenings, and I actually got word from a friend of mine who it's okay to bring it up on here, but that this film tested about as well as Black Adam, Shazam, and any other DC property. But for some reason, this one is being said that it tested lower than all those when it really didn't. So I kind of feel that there is like a, there is like another angle with this that Discovery and Warner Brothers is really playing. And then also on top of that, you know, I mean, probably the one big thing I learned this weekend was don't judge a film by a rough cut or a particularly a early edit of a film. Because, again, mm-hmm. I think even the directors themselves would have agreed that the cut that, that, that they have right now, the rough cut, is not a good cut of the movie. It's not good. Be it that the effects are not done, the score is terrible, or not even there, or they're trying different things with the cuts, or they're testing certain things, which is exactly what you do with a test. You see if things work or if they don't work. And from what I've heard is that this has already undergone reshoots, and it was still basically in its early infancy still but it still had a good ways to go before it was even finished. So this is just setting a really bad precedent, I think, by Warner Brothers, where basically if you're not making a good movie right off the bat, your movie is going to be on a chop block. And this is just really strange because, like, you know, we've seen other movies from other studios, like freaking Rob Zombie with his Monsters movie, how is it that his movie got all the way down the down the line with being released on Netflix, but this movie does not get that shot, if that makes any sense? If there's one movie that if I was to throw right in front of you, a Batgirl movie or a Monsters movie, I mean, I know people would probably be more intrigued to see a Batgirl movie any day of the week more than that god-awful trailer, but... Yeah. Even if it was bad, and that's the thing, it's like if you see a subpar Batgirl movie, I, I trailer, whatever it may be, I feel like you're still more likely to go see that mm-hmm. than the freaking Munster's movie based off of what we saw. So it, it is bizarre. Yeah, and, and and also like it means more more than anything else. But and and, and like like you said as well too, Nancy. This is a Brendan Fraser movie. This is a J.K. Simmons movie. This is a Michael Keaton movie. This is just. It's bizarre. That's all I can say is that this is a bizarre precedent that's being set. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much where I'm at with it. I I'm uh, I I would be so hypocritical right now having been a person that supported uh the Zack Snyder uh the Snyder cut movement and stuff like that where a director should have their vision of a film be presented and be shown. This is uh, like immediately as soon as as soon as this news came out, I was like Yep, here this is exactly this is exactly sort of like the um sort of like the Snyder Cut movement all over again, but this would actually be I would say a much more dire and a much more um a much more um for lack of a better word not important, but just more like there's more stakes to this one, I think, than even the Snyder Cut was. So, yeah, it's this is not a good Because look. They, he, at least with that there was some version of the movie out, even if it wasn't Zack Snyder's version, you know? Yeah, and and that was a version that was tested, and you know, Warner Bros. didn't like it because it was like four hours long, but also on top of that, you know, when the cut came out, people all across the board said that it was a drastic improvement from the original. So, 
it's yeah it's one of those things where i would never say judge this film right off the bat and there should be a little bit of a leeway in terms of in, ter in terms of knowing that this version was not finished and we should see the final product so yeah it's it's not a good day for hollywood not a good day for latinos at all either yeah no i mean it's just it was baffling when i first read it i had to like read it like twice because i had to do like a double take i was like wait a minute okay they're sho shelving it what are they like putting it on hbo max is gonna be one of those and then you read further and you're like wait a minute they're not even gonna put it on streaming and then you're just thinking about not only just the main cast you're thinking of all the cast and the crew just everyone who worked on this movie this 90 million dollar you know batgirl film that's never going to see the light of day even though it was shot and you know e even put together in this rough cut and i think it's very harsh to judge a movie based on a rough cut because there are a lot of great movies that came from really crappy rough cuts and you know it's called a rough cut for a reason it's just kind of seeing what works what doesn't work and you know judging that from a test screening and then deciding just to tank it and just try to get like a tax return out of it like that just reading that was what really pissed me off of just okay you're do gonna you think do this there is the leading reason i feel like it is money i, I don't I, I don't i don't know. think so I just, I don't know. I, I just I, I feel like there's all these different story threads of like why they're doing it, yeah. and it's just kind of like pick your own poison of what you believe at this point. I mean, all the reasons are horrible. Yeah, they're all like, terrible. Yeah. None of them are good. Yeah, and and yeah. from what I've been told is that the movie. I mean, like I said, the movie didn't test any lower than Black Adam or any of these other films that are still coming out. It just it it, it just got it just got an okay decent rating. Or, if anything, it probably just got a rating low enough to basically make Warner Brothers just look just look at it and go, you know what, we don't believe in this, let's just cut it. And it's a mm -hmm. real shame. It's such a real shame, I think. Yeah. It feels like when you get a new boss at work and they're trying to prove themselves that they can do it by trying to reinvent the wheel, and it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. why we have this format. Don't come in and like slash and shit and fucking it up. And I feel like that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And and also and also with the thing is the back and forth that's been going on this project as well too. This was started up by the by the previous regime over at Warner Brothers where it was originally intended to be an HBO Max only movie and then so you know, they made it an HBO Max movie, and then all of a sudden the new regime was like, why is this going to HBO Max? It's a DC character. It's going theatrical. Let's make it go theatrical, which I applaud them for making that change. But then when you see what product you have and you just go, oh, wait a minute, I changed my mind. It's not even going to, it's not even going to streaming. It's just going into the vault, if that. If that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's not a good look. Not a good look. Now, my 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 follow up question is: Now, a lot of people have been theorizing that with Batgirl being shelved, that the upcoming Supergirl uh, movie also having a Latino lead, that that might get shelved too, because it will just follow suit, and that that's even like a some people even argue like a lesser known character. So they're like, oh yeah, that's absolutely going to go. Do you think that's going to get canceled too, or do you think that has a chance? I feel like it's going to get canceled. And I feel like people are going to fucking riot because that's two. Yeah, that would be two. That starts a pattern. In a row. Yeah. I, well, is it, wait, wasn't there something else that got canceled that had a Hispanic lead or a Latino lead? I feel like there was something else. Was there? I can't remember right now. I feel all, like there was something else, all, and now I can't remember. All, all I'll get back I, to you. All, all I, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, I mean, all, all I, just I mean, like all I know is that no this. Me, well, I... No, I mean, all I know is that 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 um that Supergirl movie is also supposed to be something. Bi I mean, the super the Supergirl. Uh, I think her name is Sarah Collis, but her um sh her big debut is in Flash. And that movie is in trouble right now. I mean, come on. Yeah. We, we, yep. we cannot look at this incident and not think in some way, shape, or form Ezra Miller has fucked it up for the rest of us. Like, seriously, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we're making this episode, it was just recently announced that Ezra Miller was arrested for burglary, I believe. Uh, and again, yeah. So, uh, just a, yet can, another thing to add to his laundry list of crimes. Can, can, can we? Can we just all in unison just yell into our microphones? The Jim Carrey, stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> 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 we'll just put the yes. clip. You know? Oh mm -hmm. my yeah. god. And 
Because now I, I don't even know what the like. I mean, I know they said that we're standing on firm ground that we're going to release the Flash movie because you know it's this huge movie. But it's just like, how do you expect that movie to do well when your main star is so shrouded in all of this controversy? You know, he's being arrested and charged for this crime and that crime. It's just, I don't know how they conceivably think. Oh yeah, we got a winner on our hands here. Uh, Well, how do you even, how do you justify, like, we're still going to release this, but we're not going to release any of the other movies? Like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm, I'm the, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, yes, Ezra Miller, I I honestly think he has some mental health issues that he needs to deal with. And is dealing with stuff. And I'm the kind of person where I'm like, I can separate the two. I can still go see a movie and support everyone else that has worked on the movie and see it. But... It's just like how do you how do you go and see that and then just not give anyone else a chance when you you have a probably a decent movie on your hands. It's just I don't know, it's so ridiculous to me. Mm. Oh, I just realized I didn't use their pronouns, damn. I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I yes. messed there. it up. I always I always forget. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 gotcha. You know, you know yes. what? No, what it was called we're we're all about using the correct pronouns and stuff like that. We're all about using you know, we're all about representation in the best way possible, but yeah, no, I just wanted to clear that up, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. honestly, yeah, I realized as I, soon as I, I stopped talking, never I was like, I up. totally said he, didn't I? Um, yeah. yeah, that's okay. Listen, we we learned from. Hey, hey look, at least here, we okay? acknowledge it within the same okay. episode. You know, we're not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at least at right. least we did exactly. that. Well, people I, make mistakes. I, um, I, I can't <laughs> fix that in editing, guys. You guys are just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, just roll with it. Andres is too tired. Too tired. <laughs> All of a sudden, you just hear like a blank, like robotic, them. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it was Scoop. It was Scoop Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. Was, yeah, they shelved that, that was one the too. second one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that and got that, shelved. And that one was pretty much done. Yeah, that one was pretty much done. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Well, Craig was telling mm-hmm. me that, that I guess they paid for the studio already for the the soundtrack or the score or something so they're just gonna finish the score anyways they're like fuck it we paid for it it's canceled but we're still gonna do it crazy absolutely crazy interesting and and that that also came out that that was written by paul dini who who wrote a lot of the best episodes of the batman animated series who invented the whole Mr. Freeze arc that we all know and love today, like where you make him a tragic hero and stuff like that. So to know that someone who is even of that quality as well, of writing scripts and screenplays, like his stuff even also as well got canceled. I don't know. It, it kind of makes me look at that and makes me go, there's something more to this that someone is not telling us. And, you know, we're of a certain opinion right now, and I reserve the right to change my mind as we find out more and more information about this. So that's kind yeah. of where I am right now. Gotcha. I mean, also, yeah. sorry, the other thing that was canceled with a Latina lead was the Gordita Chronicles. I'm getting my info ah, coming in oh, right now. Okay, solid. <laughs> Which okay. apparently was like a hot, like, was the big next show. I haven't seen it, but. I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, you know, I should get to that someday. Oh, gotcha. Now it's too late. <laughs> now it's too late. God. Uh, we, need, we, need, no, we, we need to turn this train around and get back into Happy Town. So we're going to be uh, shifting gears Did here. Did you say train? Yeah, train. It's a train. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize I used a segue there. Look at me. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to be turning this bullet train right around and going towards Happy Town because we're about to talk about two big movies that were released this weekend. One on streaming, unfortunately on streaming, and one in theaters. And the first of which, since I've already kind of mentioned it, was Bullet Train, the new action movie from director David Leach starring Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Joey King, Michael Shannon, pretty much every actor in Hollywood. Every uh, other actor. Which is, yeah, which is, you know, I, I like to call this movie Smoke and Aces on a Train because that's what, that's what it literally feels like to me where there's just... Yes. You know, it's got that, like, so many different, you know, storylines coalescing into this one story, but you don't really know where all these storylines meet until kind of the end of the movie. Um, But basically, the central conceit of the film is that Brad Pitt is kind of this snatch-and-grab expert. He doesn't really want to be in this business anymore. He doesn't want to commit violence. He's kind of like a pacifist who still (laughs) commits violence. And he's given this assignment where all he needs to do is get this briefcase off of a train and that's it. But of course, it's not as simple as that. There's a bunch of other assassins on this train who have kind of similar intentions with this briefcase and they have different goals. And then action and hijinks ensue for this very uh, 
in my opinion, really fun, even though a little bit bloated movie. But before I get into my uh, you know general thoughts about this one, we will delve into a little bit of a spoiler territory. What did you guys think of this movie? Let's start with Andres. What did you think of Bullet Train? I thought it was a fun, fun summer movie. Um, it definitely used the premise of all this stuff happening on the train very very well. I mean, probably some of my favorite things that this movie brought to the table was just the amount of deaths that was happening in the movie in terms of like every person that <laughs> <Yeah>. died. <laughs> what like like the one question I had going into this is like there's going to be a whole bunch of people dying. How are we going to deal with like hiding that? And they so brilliantly just 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 rolled with that premise where they just mm-hmm. they just place the bodies in like a very awkward angle and then they just make them look like if they're all asleep so many times yeah. it, so many yeah. times doing that i loved it <laughs> oh man and yeah and then just just the amount of cameos that this had as well too i felt that this movie had a great sense of humor however mm-hmm. i mean probably my biggest flaw with the movie was just every single backstory. I mean, I was like I was like, "Oh my god, I was not tired at the time, but it so felt like it, it it felt it felt like it felt like I was like Neo in the Matrix getting like uploaded all of these backstories all at once. I'm like, "Oh wow, I know where that guy's coming from. I know where that guy's coming from. I know where that guy I know where what that dude's specialty is." It's like the f- Fuck. Okay. Um. All right. So I know everything about all these people. Oh wait, they're dead, and they only have like maybe about like three minutes worth of screen time sometimes, which I thought is kind of funny. But it's it, it it's it's something where sometimes with the pacing of the film, it's so rapid fire that I kind of felt that the movie went by so fast because even though we are sitting here talking about it, I. I can't place off the top of my head what exactly happened in the film, if that makes sense. That was wide awake all throughout. I was wide awake all throughout. Maybe I'm not that smart, but you know what? It's it's just bam, 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 bam. I'm like, okay, well, it was definitely a ride for sure, and it was a lot of fun. That's that's your summary of Bullet Train. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. Even the water bottle needed a backstory. I was like, Christ. I was going to say Ugh. You're I was telling just me you didn't love that? About to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, even the water bottle. I, I heard an audible groan in my theater when that happened. It's like it put oh. the water bottle title, and someone was like, oh. <laughs> because by that point, like, we're I was all like, dude, ready to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I was like, dude, come on. Like, let's wrap this up. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was obviously done for a joke, but I just didn't think it was funny. I, I mean, yeah, it just, no. it just it didn't have a good payoff. It just wasn't worth it. I know what they were trying to do, but eh. No, mm-hmm. not not feeling it. But how about you, Nancy? What do I, you think? Well, I definitely agree with the water bottle backstory. <laughs> By that yeah. point, I was like, mm, I could have done without that. Yeah. But I, I, you know, the backstories did get a little old, but I understand why. If we didn't have as many yeah. backstories, that movie would have been super fucking short. You know, it just would, like Audrey said, it would have been bam, 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 and then we were done. Um, also... Logan Lerman had no freaking right. idea that was him. Uh, you know, Craig was Very like, is that, post, is that Post Malone? It was what Craig <laughs> said. I thought it was hilarious because it looks like him. Um, and then also, you guys forgot, Bad Bunny is in this movie. Dude, my theater went nuts for that, dude. It was like I heard like every girl just go, <sighs> like literally at once. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? I was like, and there good was for him. I was like, all right, Bad Bunny. Good for you, man. I yes. guess that you got some points. Listen. Bad Bunny, he's a rapper, he's a singer, he's he in WWE, in the movie. he's he's amazing, okay? He does Barely it all in the now. Movie. Yeah. He does was one wrestling. of those people, his backstory could have been told in like 10 seconds and it would have been fine because his character has like almost no impact on this movie. Yeah, but you know what? Good for him. Good for Bad Bunny. Good for him. Oh, man, <laughs> like, like, like all of a sudden, like, yeah, no, even my theater had like a big, big reaction when he showed up as well and then it was just like, Oh, come on, don't, 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 like, I could so see the, uh, the studio heads over at Sony is like, yeah, everyone's reacting really well, this is why he's playing El Diablo, guys, and it's like, no, no one cares about that character whatsoever, and your Spider-Man villains, yeah, that's, that's exactly it, <laughs> he's, he, apparently El Diablo is another character that Sony just greenlit in this, like, 
um, solo solo venom verse type of thing, and like that's what I call it. I'm I'm a comic book nerd, and I don't give a shit about this character. I've never even heard about this character, and then when you go and you research it, you're like, this character sounds fucking lame, and you're gonna make a movie based off of this guy. Anyway, that's my diatribe for another day. Okay, but you know what? Considering he's He's a rapper and a singer, and he was on WWE for a hot second. You know, he didn't do so bad. I think he did pretty good. Not so bad. But overall, I really like this movie. Uh, I'm Tom, I'm glad you said it's Wiccanese is on train, because the whole time I was like, this feels yeah. like kind of like Kill Bill, but not Kill Bill. It feels like something. It feels like something. No, I, I said that's because I saw that's it with it. my dad, who really liked it, and I was like... I don't know about you, but it literally just felt like smoking a southern train. He's like, yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right. Exactly. Yeah, because my dad like, loves that clicked. movie. He's like, I knew it felt like something. I was like, well, yeah, that's pretty much well, what it was. Well, well, yeah. well it's funny that you say yeah, smoking yeah. aces on a, on a train because, you know, we actually have a new, we actually do have a cast member from Smoking Aces that shows up at the very end as yeah, like a yeah. two-second cameo. Spoilers now, people. Spoilers now if you haven't seen it. But yeah, I mean, speaking yeah. of cameos, I mean, I mean, we already kind of like built it up, but Ryan Reynolds shows up, which I thought was pitch perfect. Like, pitch perfect <laughs> yeah. that he showed up. And I was like, of oh, course. Oh, of Craig, course. Craig was so proud of himself, he whispered over, he was like, I bet you it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. I was like, you son of a bitch. I, you uh, I'll right. tell you one thing. I did not expect Channing Tatum, and I just love oh, the Oh, my God, yes. yes. I forgot. And I just love the fact that dude is just down to make fun of himself constantly, and I love yeah. it. He's yeah. so good. He was so great. I you know love if they that call him up and they're like, hey, you want to do this random cameo? It's going to be hilarious. He's like, yes, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Don't even tell me what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm in. And, 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 also, and also, to bring it back to a movie that we saw earlier this year, I mean, like, Sandra Bullock shows up at the very end. I mean, like, we're... we're you didn't know that she was in it? I had no idea she was in no, it. No, it's a... Really? Me I, either. But they did do a trailer where she. Uh, so I went back and yeah, watched it's one of the trailers. Yeah, recognizable in the trailers, and, and I think they even show her face. Well, no, she's in. Yeah, they yeah. show multiple clips of her in one of the trailers. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't watch any more trailers after the first one I saw because it was a surprise to me too. I was like, that's whose voice it was. Like, I recognize. Yeah, because I know that Sandra Bullock actually like because she told the story how. When she was working on Bullet Train, she managed to convince Brad Pitt to do his part in The Lost City. Like, that's how she got him oh, to do wow. it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm pretty positive. You know, Could be wrong, but I'm pretty positive that's what happened, yeah. yeah. I think Brad Pitt needs to stick to these comedies. He's great. He's I, I, I oh, honestly yeah. cannot remember the last Brad Pitt movie that I saw that was bad. Like, noticeably yeah. bad. The guy has great... He's a great producer, A. And B, just as an actor, he's been picking some of the most interesting, satisfying projects in, like, the past decade... And like this, this this role absolutely just taps into his movie star, you know, power and his charisma and just everything that he's great at. He's great in the action sequences. He's super funny. He's unbelievably likable in this movie. His interactions with everyone are fantastic. He's got chemistry with everyone. He's just so much fun to watch in this movie. And even when it gets a little bit, you know, long, a little bit exhausting toward the end, he's still the reason why you keep watching and why it's still so much fun. And why I think in general is why this movie is so much fun. Him and I have to say Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson steal this oh, movie. Man. As Tangerine, Tangerine and Lemon. Lemon. Yeah. They are so oh, good. <laughs> so good in this movie. I love I don't know about that. you guys, but I was so invested in their characters. Oh, I, I was it. generally yeah. sad yeah, when they died. It got touching. I was like, what? And yeah. to me, I was like... I wanted them to either both live or both die because the fact that one of them would have to live without each the other one broke my heart. I was mm-hmm. like, no. And, and, and I completely forgot that fool had a bulletproof vest on. I'm like, I'm oh, so I, dumb. I, totally I completely forgot. forgot. Oh, yeah. And uh, so when he was back, he came back to life, I was like, oh, yeah, duh, he had the vest on. But then I was like, no, he has to live without his brother. I'm so sad. But, but seeing, so, yeah, I was so invested. Yeah, but, but, seeing, but seeing their reactions to losing each other when they thought that bo- when they mm-hmm. thought that each other was dead, like, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson was the first one to see his brother. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you see the reverse of that, you're like, oh, man, they like, like. Even if this is just acting, you can so feel the um, the the chemistry that they both had with each other and how much they really need each other. And honestly, if someone was to be like, oh, uh, we, we're going to make a bullet train spinoff, I'd be like, eh, why? We don't need anything. We're going to make it with uh, Tangerine and Lemon. I'd be like, oh, I would, I would 100% yes. see that movie. Yes. 100% see that movie. Yes. And apparently this was the movie yeah. that I believe Sony saw and was like, okay, this is our Craven for Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like, uh, they saw like a cut of this movie and then that's when they decided we want him to be Craven. Uh, so, I want him to be anything. I love him. 
I guess Andre okay, doesn't anyways, feel so great on. about that. Anyway, we're not going to tap on the Andres. I didn't mean to push that button. I didn't mean to push that button. Stay, calm down. Stay on this stay bullet train. Stay with train. us. Stay with stay us. Stay, with us. Stay, um, stay on this bullet train. Okay. We're but, still uh, moving. We're still moving. Okay, but like, what were so, your like, like favorite parts or even part of the movie? Like the thing, things that just stand out for you? I love when Brad Pitt, when they're in the quiet car or whatever, and the old lady wow, is like... Great messing with him I forgot what he says exactly but he was like get a bag of dicks and he like (laughs) whispering it to her I was like oh I was like that's hilarious that was one of my favorite parts that's great oh my god how about you Andres I think one of my favorite parts was also um tangerine no lemons um obsession is it lemon Brian Brian Tyler Henry or is it Tangerine? Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, he's yeah. Okay, okay, he's Levin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who's who. <laughs> yeah, but Brian Tyler Henry's yeah. um, obsession with Thomas the Tank Engine, I thought was just really crazy. I've never heard so many references to Thomas the Tank Engine in my entire life. Yeah, who's the diesel? I know, which is funny because, you know, I you know I work with special needs kids, so uh, yeah, I've Thomas the Train, like, all day, every day in my life. So when he started talking about Thomas the Train, I was like, fuck yeah, finally! It's paid off. I know exactly who all these characters are. That was hilarious. <laughs> and I love how it keeps coming back, too. But I do love that he genuinely could, like, tell people's personalities from Thomas the Train. Like, he knew exactly... He knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh Loved it. And I, I'm not going to even lie. I was on Twitter today, and there was just a picture of Diesel, like the perfect picture of Diesel, by the way, where he just has that, like, smug, like, fuck you look on his face. And it literally the caption was just, don't be a Diesel. I laughed so hard. I was like, all right, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Love yeah, it. I mean, but I have, I, to, I have to say, like, I think, like, my favorite part, it was kind of like a two-parter scene where, like, the first is, like, where you see, get that uh, unexpected cameo from Zazie Beats as, I guess, the Hornet, I think was her name, who is, like, yeah. the person who poisons yeah. everybody, um, where she shows up, and her and Brad Pitt get into this amazing fight and where they have that badass move where Brad Pitt, like, leans his neck into the anti-venom needle and, like basically doses himself so that she can't give herself anti-venom. Yeah. I was like, that was cool. Oh my gosh. That was I know dope. exactly what you're and talking then, about. And then the second scene where like, they get into you that fight and he gets it. bit by the snake and he's like, you know, weirdly enough, I already have a dose of anti-venom in me, so I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think so. Uh, I just love the whole how like he kind of has bad luck but good luck at the same time and how they demonstrate yeah. that throughout the entire movie is great. I love it. Well, and also how, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember her name, but the girl... She's like, oh, I'm really lucky. And oh, so you King, see yeah. the juxtaposition oh, yeah. yeah, between the two. But that same scene you're talking about, Tom, when he gets um, the anti-venom, when she doesn't, she starts like bleeding and yep. dying. When he's like, like do, do you need a blanket? <laughs> do you want a hug? Don't water? I hold your hand? Like, yeah. He's like, oh, what, what are you getting? What, I can, do you want me to hold your hand? Yeah, so, <laughs> As she's so just viciously dying or, or, or just, so or just even he's like wait a minute you don't have a second dose of anti-venom like how badly prepared are you he's like yeah. he's like you really gotta be prepared well <laughs> you're not gonna live it's like too late now she's dying <laughs> oh man so Andres what grade would you give this <laughs> out of 10 you know just uh just just like out of 10 just for the audience like what would you give it this would be a passing 6 just like yeah, just barely, just barely, just barely, barely passing good. for me. I'll accept that. Just, just barely passing yeah, because, like, ultimately, I think it's it's a Seth? it's a cotton Seth? candy movie for me. It's really sweet while you're watching it, but the moment you're out of the theater, you you're just like, oh wait a minute, what did I just have? It's gone. Like, you know what I mean? Oh wow, that took a dark turn. Okay, I did not. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. honest. I, I didn't expect that rating. <laughs> I thought you really. Pumped. I thought you were gonna. I really thought you were pumped for this. Yeah, because well, it sounded like you really enjoyed yeah. it, and you're like six out of ten cotton candy film. Yeah, yeah, six <laughs> out of ten. It was just fine. Like it was it's, a it's, it's also it's, al- okay. it's it's also it's also like for me, like if you was to put it on a five star scale, it would be a three more than anything else. It's like you know what? It's it's not terrible but it's not really all that good but if somebody was to be like oh hey should i go see it i'd be like yeah yeah if you have time go go ahead and see it it's a good time and you'll probably never see it again (laughs) okay nancy what would you give it out of 10 Mm, out of 10 can i give it three beer bottles out of four oh yeah bring it into the title of the video that might (laughs) oh my god three beer beer bottles out of four you know what yeah Mm mm-hmm that's solid. I'm I trying like to think it. what I would give it. Yeah. See, I'd probably. So yours is out of four. Ooh, I like to be out of five. Let's see. I think I. I think I'd give it like three and a half beers 
out of five <laughs> beer bottles, okay. beers. Okay. I don't know. We, we got to finalize that. We got to talk behind the scenes. But because yeah. I, I think it's it's slightly better than forgettable. I don't think it's like a phenomenal movie by any means, but I did have a really good time watching it and would certainly recommend it to someone who's just looking yeah. for a good time. And frankly, if we're looking at the summer movie going season, that's pretty much like the last big movie of the summer. Like there's really nothing yeah. coming out that's really like noteworthy or like a big blockbuster film. It's kind of like a dry zone for the next like month, month and L- a half. Listen, I'm I'm well, looking really forward like for- to ET on Thursday, guys. <laughs> Is it 35 well, millimeter at the new band? New IMAX, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You you a fancy bitch. Also, not oh, a new you movie. Fancy bitch. Doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Well, let us know in the comments but, what you think of Bullet Train if you have seen in it. The in the comments. Comments. In the comments. Let us know what you what, in the comments. Wow, my Long Island. I don't even know if that that doesn't even sound Long Island. I don't know what just happened. No, I know. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell Which you. Which is funny because I was. I was just about to comment that everyone's accents in, the, in this movie were on point because half of them didn't, don't have. Oh, accents. it's just like all the accents were all over the map. I loved it. Um, yeah. But yeah, let us know in the comments what you thought of Blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes. let us know if you loved it, you hated it, thought it was okay. Let us know in the comments. We always want to hear what you have to say. So yeah, let us know. Now we are pivoting to streaming, where another big movie hit Hulu this past weekend, which is Prey, the Predator prequel that stars Amber Midthunder and is directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who recently, were well not recently, but directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, it's a movie of Predator fans were a little bit apprehensive about. Even one of our own here on Film on Top was very apprehensive about it for his own reasons, which he'll get into. But it hit Hulu this past weekend. It's been getting rave reviews from critics and audiences alike. What did we think of Prey? We'll start with Nancy here. What did you think of Prey? And have you watched all of the other Predator movies, just the first? Oof, no. I've actually never seen any of them except Predators. Ooh, so interesting. That's only one I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Which I liked. I it was good. Uh, so it's hard for me to judge based off of the other films, but what I saw of this film, I really liked. I thought it was really fun. I also, like, listen, give me any kick-ass female lead, and I'm down to watch this movie. And she was... In fact, kick ass. So Initial it was really here. cool. Initial All here. the action scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, dot that way. Okay. Dude, and her freaking hatchet thing on oh, the that's string. Dope. Like, that shit's so dope. badass. That shit's dope. So badass. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. Um, I think I agree from what I've heard. I think you guys are on the same page. That would have been really cool to see in in theaters, especially all those action scenes. Oh my god, they were so yeah. good, so good, <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so, so, so everyone's accent is just changing so. this episode. I love it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andres. But yeah, overall, okay, great. overall great, awesome. We'll delve into some spoilers mm-hmm. soon. Andres, you're a huge Predator fan. You love those Predator movies, at least a couple of them. You love. What did you think of Prey, sir? Well. I'll be completely forefront with this, and it also goes into our discussion about um, Batgirl test screenings and stuff like that. I was actually very fortunate to see an early version of this film, and I remember seeing it and just being like, this is actually not a good movie. It's There were certain things about it that actually just didn't come together nearly as well, and seeing the final cut, it went from being a meh movie to me and you and I, we discussed this off air about some of the changes that that mm-hmm. has happened. And it's a prime example of how a rough cut can be a rough cut. And then when you see the final version, that's when it fully comes together. And that just lends more credence to the whole Batgirl needs to be finished before you judge it type of thing. And so this movie went from just kind of being a meh movie to me to being probably one of my favorite out of all the installments in the Predator franchise, which is what I wanted so badly. Like, so many really great, memorable moments with this. The action is brutal. The direction is very on point. Um, Mid-Thunder is fantastic in the role as well, too. I mean, just some of the most badass, like, moments we've seen in the Predator franchise in so long. Right? Like, yeah. What an answer to that name. name. Mid Thunder. <laughs> I, I had to do I had to like read that three times. I was like, is it really just Mid Thunder? That's so badass. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, and not before Thunder. And not after Thunder. Not the after Thunder. <laughs> Mid Thunder. Mid Thunder. <laughs> but yeah, but 
to me, this is just one of the. Uh. This is just the epitome of something that, like, wow, it really truly showed me exactly what you can do with a cut, and then also on top of that, just really inventive and creative ways to really reinvigorate a, quite frankly, a stagnant franchise. Because I don't think anything from Predators forward has really done anything to really do something different with this world. I mean, mm-hmm. because, you know, say what you will about AVP or AVPR, I mean, like, <laughs> was th- those movies are terrible in itself, and I think the best way it's ever been summed up was uh, a buddy of mine was trying to justify uh, their existence, and was like, oh, come on, man, uh, Predators and Aliens, they're like the peanut butter and the jelly of the movie world. And I was like, no. uh, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and I remember immediately just thinking, it's like, yeah, but here's the thing is that you can make really amazing foods with peanut butter and you can make really amazing things with jelly separate. But when you put them together, you know what that is? That's what you feed a fucking five-year-old. <laughs> it's just. What? what? What a metaphor. Yeah. Why do you hate Tom's insulted because, because I am he five years old. PBJ still. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but it's like the epitome. What's but, the hate on PB and J, bro? What no, no, it's you? no, it's it's not. I love PB and J as well, but it's one of those things where like we're like you, where like you literally look at it and it's like no, that's what that's what you feed a five year old. That's so like attacked. Uh, Damn. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're going for, but PB&J is just a solid sandwich, especially late at night. You don't want something too filling, not, not, nothing too crazy. Let's just have a PB&J. Let's, let's call it a night. That, that's exactly, that's that's exactly what AVP is. It's not supposed to be something. It's not supposed to be a hearty meal. It's supposed to be just something that's fun. There, there it is. That's fair. All right, see that, that that's better. Okay, that's better. That's, that's fair. There we go. That's what you feed a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Tom just wants to feel like he is a big boy eating his Look, PB&Js. I am not the only adult person that, <laughs> that eats peanut butter and jelly. I know. Okay? No, I agree. Do we need to have like I, a little like powwow about snack. this about how PBJ can be consumed above the age of ten? <laughs> let's let's start a poll. We'll start a poll. Put, Put in, the in the comments. Do you still eat PBJ? And tell us your age. To let us know if adults yes. still eat PB and J because I think they do. Hi Craig. <laughs> Hi Cod. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm sure one of them will be on exactly. board. Jesus. All right. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but the movie overall, it's a really solid movie. Great, great reinvention. Um, really bronze out the universe, and I can't. I mean. <sighs> it really truly disappoints me that I will never see this in the theater and that all the reviewers and everybody who has seen this movie are like, Oh, we got to see it on the big screen. It's like, great. You guys get the experience that I would have paid triple for. I mean, Disney really shit the bed on this one where they're just like, Oh, it's only going to be shown in very limited engagements. And also on top of that, they're not necessarily taking like the only screening that was in town was the Comanche only version, but it was also one of those things where it was a first come first serve and it was free to the public. So right off the bat, mm-hmm. you it's it's a fat chance for even going to get to see this in this in the theater, which I'm hoping with the word of mouth that this has been getting. I think it, I think it'll get some more screenings. I, I think I, it'll get some more screenings. I hope a lot of people have been clamoring for it. I want yeah. it. I want. I'll be there opening day. Cool. 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 You know, you know what I'm noticing though is that the like the more like angry you get, you have like this like Christopher Reeve curl on your forehead that keeps getting like bigger and bigger. Mm. <laughs> it's like some will call it bedhead, some will call it a beautiful work of art. You be the judge. But <laughs> I just think it's just so funny. Like the angry you get, like the further down it goes and curls, it's fascinating. It's like watching a <laughs> moving picture of art. <laughs> we can call it your angry. The ang- curl. Ooh, the angry curl. The there angry we go. The Andrew's curl. Angry curl. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But oh my god, we're getting so sidetracked in this video. Fuck. Um, but I, I, I definitely agree with you guys about this movie. I went in with pretty low expectations because you know, aside from the original Predator, which I just think is an action classic, even rewatched recently, it's still so damn good. I love it so much. Uh, the sequels have just been various degrees of meh to me. Predators was probably the only one I actually got some sort of entertainment out of, and then just everything else, just no. Um, but I really 
thought that this was a great return to like the franchise and this creature's roots where it's simple it's simple it's brutal it's visceral i think having it set in this time period i think in like the 1700s is genius uh seeing you know a, a hunter like this try to take down the predator with their kind of rudimentary you know weapons and their advanced technology coming from the predator it's just fascinating and all of the action sequences in this movie are incredible. They're so well filmed and directed. They're so, you know, visceral and just well done. They're super bloody. I mean, this movie's way more violent than I actually thought it was going to be. But there are some moments that I think are just some of the best Predator moments put to film. Just the way, like, a certain shot goes down or a certain kill takes place is so well done. And Mid-Thunder just crushes in this movie she's such a great action star in her own right and seeing her go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the predator is amazing and i think she's right on arnie's level in terms of just like capability and badassery where i really loved seeing her go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this creature it was awesome i had such fun with this movie and i i still need to watch the comanche cut of it because the cut that i saw was in english which felt a little weird you know watching members of this tribe talk in english it just felt a little bit like unnatural to me so i'm definitely gonna watch the comanche cut which i hear is really good but i still don't think that took away from just the experience and the level of immersion that i had watching this movie and i definitely think it is like right there it's like right below the original predator easily in my opinion the best sequel since the original but what were some of your favorite bits in the movie guys what did you have fun with in this one Look, there's another accent. Fun. Yep, we're all over the map. I don't know. Is this like a carnival? I feel like I'm in like a carnival now. Come on. Come on down. You think you got what it takes in this guacamole? <laughs> yep, that's about right. Thank you for the soundtrack. Our show. <laughs> Yeah. Very well. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much our show. Well, if the peanut butter and jelly discussion didn't <laughs> summarize our show in a nutshell, I don't know what will. Very oh, true. Oh, my God. Very true. But anyway, what were some of your favorite bits? Uh, I spoilers, love when. Nice yeah, now we're in spoilers. Oh, I know. I love when. Uh, I, okay, first of all, I think the only thing like I wish I would have got more of was her family because the whole time I'm like, do they not have parents? Is that her mom? Is that her mom? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't tell who yeah. was who, and I wish gotcha. I got a little bit more of that. But whoever the lady was that was the doing medicine with her. I love when she's like, you're so good at this. Why do you want to go hunting? And she's like, because you all think I can't. I was like, fuck yeah. I love that line. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. So I, I love that. That was awesome. Also, too, cool, when cool. she actually kills the predator and it has the, she actually has the green blood like over where her face yeah, I was face waiting for that to happen. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, such a, such a good shot. Loved it. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Andres? Well, I say, I say, I say, I think I like the Predator's very, very, very gory <laughs> and very um, disturbing kills all throughout the film. There he is. Colonel's, <laughs> Colonel made his appearance this episode. <laughs> there um, he is. Every episode, he'll be there somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, but I, 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 I mean, one thing I, 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 from this, I wasn't lacking anything really. I, I feel that the movie is a very tight. In a very lean, um, 130 min, 130 min. I mean, hour and 30 minutes. Excuse 90 me. minutes. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's, I was about to say 130 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what movie did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so long. But anyway, um, but yeah, but uh, everything of what I felt lacking or what I wanted from this film, I really feel like I got. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably if I was to say what my favorite scene in the entire movie was. It was hands down. It's the bear sequence for me because that. Oh, that's so good! I fucking love that sequence. It, it was it was the one sequence that I literally watched, and I'm like, oh god! Like like you got a feel of how vicious this predator was, and how much mm -hmm. he's willing to take. I mean, he can survive a freaking predator attack. Not even Leo could survive that. All right, and then all of a sudden, and then there's that moment where he delivers that that like that like backhanded punch to the freaking bear, and you just almost feel like oh, as if like yeah. like. Like as if that's more of an annoyance on the predator side more than anything, and then just the <laughs> yeah, and, and then just the, the really really get out of here, bear, bear. get out of here, get your corn out of my face. <laughs> oh my goodness, get that corn out of my face. And, and then there's the awesome moment where all of a sudden you know yeah. the predator lifts the bear in the air, and then it's raining blood. I'm like, wow, oh, that's so good. Yeah. this is gnarly. I love this, but yeah, but uh, but apart from mm. that, um. Yeah, plenty of really great scenes, but truly they gave us a predator that was vicious and was one of those that you watched throughout the film and you're just like, how is Mid-Thunder gonna even stay? Like, I don't even think Arnold could even Did take this good thing. 
Especially since she, like, almost died, like, five times before she even met the Predator. <laughs> like, she was just yeah. constantly in trouble. I was like, how's this girl gonna fight this thing? She can barely survive quicksand and mud. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but see, I love the fact that, like, they basically took her on this journey of being a non-threat to a threat. Yeah. Because, like, cause, like yes. the Predator, like, he sees mm-hmm. her various times throughout the movie, and he doesn't see her as a threat, so he doesn't, like, harm her or even, like, contest with her. And then at the end, he finally sees her. I was like, oh, that's a great way to sell, like, a character arc of her being kind of like that able heroine or like that, you know, hopeful heroine and then being that able heroine. And I felt like that was freaking awesome. It was a great, like, subtle way of showing her journey in the movie, which I thought was sick. Um, But, yeah, the bear sequence is dope. I did really like how lean this movie was where we still get character work. It's just, like, we get what we need to get in order to know who this person is, how her tribe works, why she feels the way she feels about wanting to be a hunter like we get all of that we get that family dynamics but we don't get too much of it which i feel like is great because we know exactly where she comes from the kind of person she is why she is the person she is and very brief glimpses that work and are really effective and then we get back to the predator action which i thought was great and there was a great balance of that where it didn't feel like it ever dragged it didn't feel like it was focusing too much on one thing it was awesome i was like this is great and then in terms of the action sequences you had that bear sequence that sequence that happens in the fog i thought was incredibly oh, yeah. well done where like the predator is like yeah, this elusive good. minx where he's just kind of like taking out this whole group of like uh like outsiders you know just one by one using his technology and just like his wits it's just it's fucking awesome yeah. i was like this is the predator i've wanted for so long like where has this guy been <laughs> like like where has dan trachtenberg been he this is amazing i was like this is exactly what a predator movie should be it should be simple bloody to the point and a damn good time and that's what this movie was i will, I will yeah. say one thing with the french fur trappers one of my favorite bits was when all of a sudden they have the predator cornered and they're blasting at it with the muskets and then there's a the moment where they're like bam bam <laughs> and then they're like like they're yeah, trying to reload it in the predator is like, maybe, the like wait until you preface. wait until i load this fucking gun <laughs> You're gonna get it, <laughs> guys. Look, I know we, what you we, see, all, we all we need to grow up. <laughs> I was like, guys, guys, get your mind out of the gutter, okay? Yes, Nancy. <laughs> Please clip that out with no sound. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I it's just fine. do that. I feel like this will play better in audio. Version. Please, please don't, please don't look at visually. Me, guys. It's gonna look like something else. It's gonna look like we're, you know, uh, using some shake weights to put it lightly, but. Uh, <laughs> But love you know it, what I mean. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways. A- anyways. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like now, like, th- I feel like this movie could open the door to possibly like seeing the Predator maybe in different time periods, kind of like almost like Assassin's Creed style, where each installment is just like Ooh, the Predator, yeah. but in like you know this time period or this time period. So my question for you guys is like, if you were to put the Predator, you know, in a different time period, which one would it be and why? Now, for some reason, all I'm picturing is like a predator in the like swinging 1920s, like doing fucking. <laughs> just doing like the show. It's like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> With his blades, just, hey! Exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. That was the first thing that came Oh my god. Um, I kind of want to see um, that now. Yes. Uh, Andres, you can have a real answer while I think of an actual real answer. Oh my answer. god, now, now I can't, like, not imagine that. I'm oh Now, now I, I, will, I will say that people are giving this movie credit for, like, being like, oh, it blows the doors wide open and it gives, uh, and, it, and it, it basically lends itself to all these other time periods. I will say it all stemmed from one shot in Predator 2 when the actual gun that's in this film gets handed to Danny Glover. So I will say that it started with Predator 2, first and foremost. But I would say I would love to see a... You know what? We've seen the Predator in the jungle. We've seen the Predator in... In a city. In a city. And what, what, the, what the... The Predator works really well when you have an isolated location. And you have a location that basically you cannot get away from, and you also have a location where, you know, it's very fitting to the Predator itself. So, honestly, if I was to... Ooh. Oh, I just got an idea. Go. Keep going. Just but keep but, going. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> if, if, I, if I was to try to do something different with the franchise, I would love to see a pirate-era um, Predator film. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, holy shit, no, I was like, 
So I was like, I got it. I got it. No, it's the best I, idea. I, literally in my, head, I, in my head, I can even like pitch like how the Predator even like gets on the ship. Like his ship crash lands in the ocean. A ship's going by. He hops on the ship. And then he slowly starts taking off members of the ship. And then it's kind of like a mutiny situation where someone thinks like someone on board mm. is doing it when it's really this creature. Oh, it could fucking. That'd be. Yeah. Damn. All right. Same page. Yeah. Same like, page. <laughs> don't yawn at me. Well, Are you kidding me with I'm that? I'm not yawn. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just tired, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's like, be excited. Be excited about our genius idea. It was my genius idea. I don't have anything that can top that. (laughs) You just said it first, that's all. (laughs) You ain't first, you're I have nothing that... (laughs) Ka-chow. I can't... (laughs) (laughs) Cars reference. It's Talladega Nights mixed with a little cars. You know how it goes. Well, it's like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There you go. You know know what? I I just got a good one for you, Nancy. Um... It's a Predator movie, but taking place in 1996, following uh, Selena, following Selena's tour. <laughs> I don't know why that just came to mind. Uh, That's oddly specific and I've, sad. She died, Andres. That's sad. I know, but this is a movie we could. We or a Predator in like <laughs> medieval times. That'd be dope. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Like, see, like, a predator with kind Can of, like, a... sick, like, medieval armor somehow? I know, I know. Jurassic Park? <laughs> Just seeing it, like, stride Jurassic like a Monty Python. Two <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. See, oh, see, I, I think I, we're I pitching knew, comedies at this point. I, 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 knew, I knew what you were saying. <laughs> I knew what you were saying where you were like, yeah. oh, a predator in medieval times. But for some reason, I just thought a medieval... A predator at medieval times, the restaurant. Oh, at medieval times. Yeah. And in the blue corner. <laughs> and in the blue corner, the Yachua. And then he just appears. <laughs> oh, my oh, that'd God. be hilarious. All right. Yeah. Now, now, now this has gone so far off the deep end. Now yeah, we've gone off the rails. <laughs> But yeah, we all enjoyed Prey. Awesome. <laughs> we all enjoyed Prey. We <laughs> wish we could have seen it in theaters. It's a great movie. Also, peanut butter and jelly is consumed by adults, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and let us know in the comments what you think of Prey. If you have streamed it on Hulu, and let us know like what your favorite Predator movie is. If you have seen Prey, or if you haven't, let's just give us your favorite Predator movie. Let us know in the comments. We want to hear them. And now, for our final segment, speaking of... Oh, wait, I have one more uh, thing to okay, say, go sir. Go for it. Go, go. Quickly. I was just saying, I don't know about you guys, but... I came to terms with the fact that her brother was probably going to die, but I was like, if this dog dies, I you will cared more about the dog. murder okay, gotcha. someone. I cared more about the dog. I was like, if this dog dies, I'm going to murder someone, and I'm going to hate this movie. And the dog survived. I was very happy. So and, and then you were happy the brother thought. died. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Moving on. I was happy he died. <laughs> just, sure. as long as, sure. just as long as You're only the dog... Yeah, happy just as long died. as only the dog gets caught in a trap, and that's it, and we're good. Yeah, that's right. There you go. There you go. Um, But speaking of aliens, since the Predator is an alien creature, uh, it got me thinking about, like, what's, like, the best alien movie? Like, what are our choices for favorite alien movie? There's so many of them. There's good. There's bad. There's incredible. I'm sure we all have a different pick. But I want to know, what is your favorite alien movie? Let's start with Nancy. What's your favorite alien movie? Probably not the best, but my favorite, Signs. Yeah, man, what is it with everyone and picking my shit? Yeah! I'm getting pissed off today. I should just go first. (laughs) Damn. Why don't I just go first every time? Fine, just go. Just go. Say it. Speak it. Preach it. (laughs) No, but I I do love Signs. It's a great movie. It's one that you can rewatch so many times, and it never gets old to me. I love it. I love... I feel like this was peak Ebb Night, where he... They had that connective tissue with everything in the movie, but it actually made sense that it was like, it, I don't know, it had, for me, it was one of the bigger payoffs in terms of like twists that he has. Uh, probably minus, you know, the sixth sense. That was probably mm-hmm. a bigger twist, but mm-hmm. I really like this movie. I love the, uh, the acting from, oh my gosh, Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> in Science is just so funny yet heartfelt at the same time. There's just so many, a, a great balance of like humor and, uh, mystery with the aliens, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just love it. I can rewatch Science anytime. <laughs> I agree. That's <laughs> a great one. I agree. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, it's. I agree. All right, Andres, how about you? What you got? Um, if I was to be a, if I was to be an ass and say that my favorite alien movie is actually Superman the movie, um, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but. Good. <laughs> but Correct. but I will say I actually really do enjoy. Um, 
I really do enjoy Midnight Special quite a bit. And that one has some extraterrestrial elements into it, and it's basically about a uh, boy who boy who finds out he has powers from another world, essentially, and it's about a government that's trying to basically sort of not not necessarily not necessarily sort of to uh, to hone it. It's more of they want to find out more about why this kid is able to do what he's able to do, and. It's not your typical um, alien movie, and it's also just really inventive, and it's also a really heartfelt story. So that is probably one of my favorites right there is uh, Midnight Special. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm tempted just to, like, pick a different one. I mean, the only thing I'll say about <laughs> Signs is, to this day, I don't think a uh, moving image from my childhood scarred me or chilled me more than that birthday party footage. <gasps> Was it the girl? Where they're watching it on TV and you just see that like yeah. alien walk by that party. It was just such a simple such a simple shot, so, but it was yeah. so haunting. That's the thing I loved about Signs was that it was and creepy. It, I love when he was like he's like, It's behind the yeah, he's like, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yes. And yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's reaction makes oh, that so scene too. Because you you're you're seeing someone who's reflecting yeah. what you're thinking and doing at the same time. So when he's like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" like he's so like shocked by it. It's like, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. Same yeah, here, like, Tom. Especially I, his reaction once he sees the alien walk by, where he basically like falls into his chair behind him, is like incredible. <laughs> I was like, "That's how you sell yeah. being scared of aliens." Like I would have reacted probably the same with- the same way, but. <laughs> I was supposed to say which scare movie three parodies so well where it's just literally yeah. just, just like yeah. we have footage of the alien and then all of a sudden it's just like the alien walking past like really awkward moments and it's like and then here's the alien over at a beer blast and he's just like sitting in line with like a huge beer waiting to get it yeah freaking hilarious like I don't know why but yep. scare movie three ruined that scene for me but in so many ways but anyway go right ahead yeah no, I agree. Scary Movie 3 is great. Um, but if I were to pick a different alien movie, just for the sake of being different, because I think this one comes in at number two for me. Uh, one that I think is honestly super underrated and I think really nails the terror of aliens of like when they just have foul intentions of basically just trying to wipe us out, mine us for resources, what have you. And that's Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. I love his version of War of the Worlds. It's terrifying. It still really holds up. There's some incredible action sequences in the movie. It's got one of my favorite Tom Cruise performances where he's just like at an 11 from like start to finish and it's incredible. This, running oh, everywhere. There's some beautiful, beautiful Tom Cruise running shots in that film. So if you're a big fan of Tom Cruise running, you're going to want to watch War of the Worlds and me- immediately. Um, and the special effects are incredible still. Even for the movie came out, I believe, in like 2005. And it still looks like an incredible movie. Spielberg directs the shit out of it. The aliens are absolutely horrifying. I'm shocked this movie got away with a PG-13 rating. And that really, for me, like, it terrified me. And I was just like, this is how I want to feel if I'm watching an alien movie. And I feel like no other, like, War of the Worlds adaptation, at least for me up until this point, has really nailed that terror from, like, that original story Mm -hmm. uh, that I feel like um, should be conveyed. And I feel like should be almost like a no-brainer. And I feel like Spielberg really just nailed that. And it's just a really entertaining action movie. It's not perfect by any means. There's some characters that get a little bit grating. Dakota Fanning screaming the entire time. <laughs> and then you have, uh, J- uh, what, what's his name? Yeah. Justin, Justin Chatwin. Chatwin? Yeah. Is that his name? Chatwin, who is just like, why? Like, he's oh. just a piece of shit in the uh. movie. And he's just annoying. And I wish his character was just deleted. Oh, and um, his character survives. Yeah, and, and his character somehow survives somehow. But if you got rid of those elements, you would pretty much have like almost a near perfect alien movie for me. But I think the I feel feel like just the good outweighs the bad there. And I just I had I always have such a great time watching. I think I even rewatched it like within the past couple months. And it's just as good, if not better now. Gorgeous, gorgeous 4K cut. I was going to say that Tim Robbins. I still need to watch it on 4K. I watched it like on Netflix on a whim. I was like, you know, I haven't watched this in a while. And then as soon as I watched, I was like, I need this on 4K. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say, Nancy? I feel like I missed it. Oh, oh, I was to say that Tim Robbins oh, I, scene is so oh, I love that Tim Robbins scene. So I love that. Good, yeah, no. A lot of people hate on that I scene for some so, reason. Ugh. I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, he had every right to protect his daughter there. Yeah, and 
also and that and that whole scene where like like, they're in the basement they're trying to keep quiet as like the aliens are like scoping the place out is just like pitch perfect spielberg where it's just nothing but tension and suspense for like five minutes where it's just like you really don't know if they're gonna get caught or not and it's so well done and i'm just like and there's so many good sequences and that's when he's like that's when he's like this guy. Yeah, that's go. why like I, I miss gonna, like blockbuster Spielberg. That's why like I really enjoyed Ready Player One because it was just Spielberg having fun again. I mean, don't get me wrong, the guy makes good serious movies, but when he's making blockbuster movies, no one can really make them like he does. In my opinion, They're, he just he does he just knows how to. Do I, it. I mean, who who knows what happens when when we go see uh, E. T. this Thursday? I mean, like I've been hearing really good things about that movie. <laughs> oh, why do we do this with you? Like, why are you the way that you are? It's gonna be. It's gonna oh be great. God. But anyway, <laughs> ten, ten out of ten. ten. Totally. Oh, <laughs> uh, another alien movie. I'm just gonna shout out Arrival. Oh Arrival. fuck! I totally I forgot about Arrival. Wait, wait, wait. Arrival. Arrival's so good. Oh, I, I, really I think good. Arrival's really good. I think The Arrival is also really good too with Charlie Sheen. The Arrival is good too, man. Oh. Those backwards knees fucking creeped me out. God. They're okay. This isn't gonna ruin anything, Tom. But the aliens in that—it's like they look just like everyone else. But when they like turn into aliens, I guess you could say their knees go backwards, and it's oh, it's the like, creepiest like they start, thing. Like, I love it. No they thanks. start like emu go running. No thanks. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Yeah. No <laughs> go on. It's really good. But also so watch good. Arrival. Arrival's incredible. I I rewatched that too oh, recently. Yeah. Arrival. Incredible Great. alien mm-hmm. movie. Woo, so good. Um, but let us know what your yeah. favorite alien movie is in the comments. You know, there's so many of them out there. Let us know which one's your favorite. You know, and just for shits and gigs, what's your least favorite alien movie? Throw that in the comments, too. We want to read those. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of fun answers there. But, yeah, that's that's our show today. It was jam-packed. It was fun. We covered a lot of topics, you know, some that were scheduled, some that were not scheduled. But we had a blast. And, as always, where can the people find you on the interwebs? We'll start with Nancy. Where can the fine people find you? At N-E-R. Yeah. <laughs> you had one job. Oh my God. You had one damn job. Fucking, that was Ooh. my email. Brain fart. There we go. Wow. All right. Take two. Listen, it's been a long, it's been, it's been a long day. That's the first time right, I've ever done that. Let's try that one more time. Okay. One more time. Start again. Yep. Start again. At PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. And we'll just leave it at that for now okay. because it's been a All long All right, day. sounds good. That's fine good. by me. How about, you, how about you, Andres? Where can people find you? You can find me at Galagost. And oh my god, I'm like brave for you. Oh, you lost steam so fast. It's you lost steam. Wow, both of you. What are we, 0 for 2? Oh, man. Uh, you can find me on. It's been a day. Uh, yeah, man, this must be the easy day. part. Man, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> as Galagost. You can also find me on. YouTube at uh, as Galagost as well too. I've been posting up a lot of fun little clips on my YouTube page, um, just little fun little uh, editing experiments and stuff like that. Which uh, apparently this um, X Men uh, uh, putting the uh, the the apocalypse death from X Men Apocalypse has gotten like ridiculous amount of views. So thank you very much everybody for that and go check it out because people seem to enjoy it. It's on my YouTube page at Galagost on YouTube. And you can also find me on uh, Film on Tap. And then you can also find me on... Um, Jesus. almost forgot the show he's uh, currently doing. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then you can find me on High Voltage Media at YouTube as well. And we are currently in the middle of editing our Manhunt episode, our Rockstar Games Manhunt episode. And we've got mm-hmm. Miami Vice. And we have also have... A very special episode with our friend Jamie Jarak, who writes for comicbookmovie.com. Um, we are going to be doing a retrospective of Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell and why it is an underrated masterpiece. So tune into that, and uh, we're going to have that ready to go for you in a couple in a couple of weeks. Awesome, awesome. And if you'd like to find me on the interwebs, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And you can find me here on the Film on Tap podcast every other week. So thank you for tuning in to yet another episode. Whether you watched it, whether you listened to it, we appreciate it. Hope, hopefully you'll leave some comments. We always love to hear your feedback and get you guys involved in the show. But until next time, we, we will see you on the next episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. See you guys. Bye. Bye.